Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Welcome to Hashtag Gen Z. I'm your host, Megan Grace. Welcome back. This is episode 23 of Hashtag Gen Z. This episode actually kicks off a special three-part series focusing on how the COVID-19 pandemic is impacting Generation Z at all ages. There has been a lot of talk about how this pandemic is and will impact Generation Z, but little has directly engaged members of Generation Z in the conversation. As this pandemic has unfolded, people have been impacted in countless ways, and no single person or group is experiencing the pandemic in the same way. Generation Z is no exception. The issues and experiences of Generation Z are very different depending on what stage of life and education they are currently at. This is a three-part series that will engage students in college, high school, and elementary junior high. This episode starts that series by engaging three students who are current college students, one junior and two seniors. My first guest is Jenna Montez, a junior studying horn performance at Indiana University. She's a world traveler who spent the semester studying abroad in Vienna, Austria, and has even performed at the Sydney Opera House. I would like to welcome my next guest. Jenna is my new friend. She's a junior studying at IU and I'm excited to have her here today to chat a little bit more about life and being a college student and dealing with and, and going through the COVID-19 pandemic. So Jenna, thank you for being here. Welcome. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, yeah, my name is Jenna. I am a junior at Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. I am pursuing French horn performance and a minor in psychology. So glad to be here. Yeah. So for our friends who have been listening and you tuned in last season to uh, hear our episode on music, Jenna is good friends with Carly, um, one of our other guests. So excited to keep it uh, in our IU School of Music family. Mm -hmm. So Jenna, tell me a little bit more about how the pandemic has impacted life and school the most for you. Yeah. So especially being a music student, it's been like a complete 180 and nothing that anybody could have expected. Um, we left school and we knew that we had a week of spring break and we thought we'd be coming back for two weeks of online school and then they would reassess. But um, in the middle of our spring break, that's when they decided to keep the rest of the semester online. Um, so it has been a challenge. We've been using Zoom, which is great because it does bring us face to face with our professors. But um, Unfortunately, some of my professors, just with the way that they teach best and their schedules right now, they have been recording a lot of their lectures and uploading them, which for me, that's not the best way that I learn. And I've been learning that since this quarantine, um, that I like that face-to-face -face contact. So I think that has been the biggest thing for me is losing that feeling of human contact in the teaching and the learning. 
So it's definitely interesting because you're a music major and you're studying music and it's not just like you're reading about music, like you are studying the performance of an instrument. And so how has that changed for schooling? I know you mentioned that lecturing is a little bit different, but I'm certainly that you probably have end of year recitals or showcases or things like that. How are you, or how is your classes facilitating kind of that assessment of the fact that you're actually doing the assignments and the, that you are practicing and doing, um, you know, the things you need to be doing for your instrument study. Right. Yeah. It has been a learning curve and I think the Jacob staff and faculty, they're handling it the best that they can, but, um, Unfortunately, things like large ensemble, like I was in wind ensemble, which is your standard concert band, um, there's just no way to recreate that experience online. So unfortunately, things like that have been turned into essays or projects um, for us to complete, but we can't recreate that experience online. So that, that has been disappointing. And since I'm a junior, as performance majors, we have Um, required recitals for our junior and senior year and mine was supposed to be April 26th so I was right in the midst of preparing and getting ready to share all the music that I'd worked on with my friends and family so that was disappointing but um, they've given us the option to talk to our teacher and the teacher can just check us off and say this student would have been prepared Um, but I've chosen to postpone my recital to the fall just because I still want that experience and hope that I can get that this fall. I hope you can too. I think that's such an important part of your course of study. And not only is it an assessment of your talents, but it's a moment of pride that you get to show off your skills to your family and friends and your instructors who you've been working with and your classmates. So I am very hopeful that you'll be able to do that in person in the fall and be back on campus and have that experience. Thank you. So now that you're home, you mentioned that you're home with your family and I'm I'm so glad that you're able to be safe um, in in doing that. How are you spending some of your time during social distancing and quarantining? (laughs) Um, So I have two older brothers, but they're, they're grown and out of the house. So really it's just me and my parents and my cat. So there's been a lot of, a little bit of tension, you know, they're trying to work and we, we've never come across this experience before, but when we do have free time, we've been watching Dynasty together. Um, honestly, I've just been binging a lot of Netflix. I, um, I've been painting and mailing paintings and things to my friends. And I recently ordered polymer clay and actually just made Carly uh, my first pair of earrings. So. You're so creative. I mean, not only are you like musically talented, you're quite the crafter and artist. So you've got, I mean, that, that alone would take up my time. So I'm glad you're finding some time for hopefully some good. Uh, I always find that when I'm doing something creation oriented, like I'm a baker, whenever I'm making something, I feel like I can take my mind off of other things. So hopefully that's been a good, um, peaceful distraction to, you know, some of the stuff that's going on in the world. Yeah, for sure. So How do you think um, the pandemic is going to impact you and your peers long term? I know that you are, you've got one more year of college, but if you think about maybe one or two or even five years down the road, how do you think the time and what we're going through right now is going to have an impact on your life and the lives of your peers? I think specifically for us music students, I think we're learning what limits and what capabilities technology has. And that goes for all students doing remote learning, but specifically us, like learning 
to use all this software and external microphones and recording devices. And I think there will be a lot of research and production of new technologies in case something like this happens again, or just to be able to say, take a lesson with the teacher who's in California and I'm in New York or anything like that. Long distance learning, I think is just going to explode and keep growing. But I I think it's been tough. It has taught us to reassess what we're really grateful for. I think I've been learning like I'm so blessed just to be able to be home with my family and that we are safe and healthy and that there are people that are out there fighting. Like my cousins are nurses and they're fighting this every day. So I think, I think it's changing our perspectives, especially as young students. I think we can get so focused on our lives and, you know, Oh, we don't get to go to college and do all these fun things, but there's a lot that we can be grateful for. Absolutely. And that's, uh, I'm going to hold on to that because that's actually how I want to wrap up this episode. But um, what are you most worried about with this pandemic? Um, I know it's impacting school, but are there other things that are worrying you about the coronavirus and how it's impacting um, our society and communities? I think personally, like I mentioned, I, I do have two cousins and their mom, they are nurses up in New York and they're fighting it right out there on the front line. So I'm hoping and praying for their safety and health. Um, We do have some family friends who have lost family members to this virus. And I think people don't realize how bad it is until it starts to hit close to home. And so I'm, I'm hoping that everybody can stay safe and that this can get controlled soon. Well, I mean, I'm so sorry to hear about your family and friends and how this has impacted them. And I know I can speak on behalf of anybody that's listening to this. Like, please say thank you to your cousins and your aunt that are really supporting their communities and are incredible health professionals. Like they are truly heroes in all of this. And um, their years of study and, and professional practice are are so, so, so appreciated um, by me and everyone. I think we can confidently say that. So send their, our thanks to them. Um, but I do want to end on a, a brighter note because I think this time has definitely given us a lot of opportunity to sit and reflect and think. And you started to, to, to kind of tiptoe into that area, but what have you become most appreciative of or grateful for during pandemic? I think one is just everything that my family has and, and being able to be in a home and be safe and not worry about where our next meal is coming from, not worried about if my parents are going to lose their jobs. I think that's so easy to take for granted and especially my health. I, I'm lucky to not be immunocompromised. I don't have any sort of pre-existing conditions that could make me more susceptible to this. And that's not something that I go around thinking about every day, but now I'm learning to be more grateful for that, for sure. That's a wonderful perspective to have. There's so many things that I think we walk through our lives and just uh, we don't even notice or, or make mention of. And it's just like we're on autopilot. And you've brought up some things that I think a lot of people are starting to see are really um, 
things that a lot of us take for granted and we can be really grateful for and thankful for on a regular basis. So Jenna, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your stories and experiences and definitely the unique experience you're having as a student and not just a student, a music student and how experiential and in-person your everyday education is and how that has definitely been shaped and changed by quarantining and having to be away from campus. Of course. Thank you so much. My next guest is Austin Grasshoff, a senior at Louisiana State University studying accounting. He's a member of Sigma Phi Epsilon fraternity and will be pursuing a career as a CPA after graduation. I'm excited to welcome my friend Austin. He's joining us from Louisiana. He is senior at LSU um, and he's going to be here sharing a little bit more about life as a college student um, and everything that's going on with the COVID-19 pandemic. So Austin, Thank welcome. Thank you for having me on. My name is Austin. I'm a senior at LSU. I am studying accounting. Uh, I will be going a fifth year because I want to get my CPA. So not quite done with school just yet, but um, this is definitely, this whole pandemic has definitely put a big impact on my plans and what I what I want to do for this next year. I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm in some ways, I'm a little bit thankful that you're going to get that fifth year to really say goodbye to campus and have that that proper send off like it normally would be. But I definitely want to hear about how this is going to impact your life long term in, in a little bit. But let's talk about the here and now. How has the pandemic impacted your life and schooling the most? So it's impacted um Right now, to me, the most important would be my schooling. Uh, basically, going from capstone accounting classes that I'm used to having with my one-on-ones with teachers and like 40-person classes uh, was a lot more different going online because I didn't have the opportunity to raise my hand and say, I don't understand what's going on. And then having an accounting professor sit there and like explain it to me, now it's a lot more self-teaching. Um, and I think that it's going to be beneficial in the long run. Because from this point on, I'll be more used to like studying for the CPA by myself or working on accounting projects by myself. But just the, the biggest impact has definitely been trans- transitioning from smaller in-person classes to online formats that are just feeling very overwhelming. And everything's happening at one time with all my classes. It, it just feels like a lot more. I had to sit down and study all day because I have to teach myself all day rather than having that hour and a half class of a teacher explaining it to me in their own words. In some ways, it's helping you develop some like self-sufficient methods of learning. But it's one thing to do that when you are mentally and emotionally prepared and planning to do that. And another when it has been put on you to do it like that. Exactly. It'd be one thing if I was prepped to do this. Like if I'm like, all right, I'm going to study for the CPA. I know what I need to do to do it. But going from in-person classes, then all of a sudden having that pulled out from underneath your feet. It's like, all right, how do I do this? What am I doing? I'm like, you know, I wasn't, my room wasn't prepped for this. I don't have my computer set up for this. I don't know how to get on Zoom. I don't know how to do all this stuff. And it's a lot more learning than just jumping into schoolwork. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned that school might not be happening in the same way that it was previously, but I know you shared with me a little bit offline that your life is, your life right now and social distancing and quarantining is very different than I think a lot of your peers um, in the sense that you are considered an essential worker. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Um, So I work for the Detention Services Network. I'm tech support. So if I'm not able to go into work, uh, marshals and probation officers and Bureau of Prisons officers can't log on to their accounts. Uh, so I'm considered essential. Uh, we actually have an office here on campus at LSU. Uh, I think way back when they got a charter to do this and they maintained uh, basically just like tech support workers throughout the, the, dec- the decades. Um, 
so I have I had to chose to stay on campus. Um, I could have gone home. I could have taken a break from work. Uh, my boss said it's completely fine, but um, I do need the money. So I decided that if I'm going to be in Baton Rouge or at home, it's really no different because I'm still going to the grocery store. My parents are still going to the grocery store. And I figured it'd be more beneficial for me to work more now that we have uh, an, ex- an extension on our hours. We don't have to work 20. We can work 30 hours a week. Um, but also just because if I left, then my boss would get overwhelmed and the amount of people, I mean, the world's still going on, you know, prisons are still operating in some capacity and people still need to log on to their accounts. So I figured it would be more beneficial. So where are you, are you living in your normal residence on campus or how is that working for your essentially living establishment to be balancing with your work? Yes. So I, I stay in the fraternity house. Um, when I leave my room, I go straight to work. And then when I come home, I come straight to my room and that's usually how I keep it. Uh, we do have a a shared bathroom, which I try and avoid when people are going in there and out. I, I try and stay as isolated as possible, especially since I am leaving to go somewhere. Um, I'm not sure if other people are. We currently have about six people who are living here. So um, we try and keep our distance and stay away from each other. But at the same time, it's we're just we're kind of dependent on whether or not our alumni board and our housing board want to decide to keep the house open or not. Well, I'm glad that they were able to yes. keep a safe place for you six to have. And I am glad that yes. you all are taking care of each other and you have each other. So aside from work... <laughs> And school, which it seems like probably taking up a lot of your time. What what else are you doing to spend your time during social distancing and quarantine? Um, I'm trying to keep my sanity. Uh, I'm trying to do some fun things, you know, play games. Uh, I haven't really been able to in the past couple of weeks just because school has been very heavy. But um, I have been taking time at work. Uh, when I have my lunch break, I'll bring a book and I'll read. I try and do some uh, as much relaxing stuff as possible, listen to music or find new music, trying to find new activities. Uh, I just recently downloaded TikTok, which was a very bad idea. That takes up a lot of time, but um, <laughs> I've, heard. I've been trying to focus more on like not really educational, but more like um, enlightening stuff, like learning how to do hobbies or like you know how to draw pictures or do like small little things just to keep my mind off of school stuff nonstop and not just be glued to a computer screen all day. Yeah, that's a that's a good move, and a lot of that is just purely entertainment, yes. which. I think right now we need the we need the entertainment and the distraction. So it's good. You know, you mentioned a little bit about how you think this might have longer term impacts, but what do you think in what ways do you think the pandemic is going to impact you and your peers down the road and long term? Um, I think the biggest impact that I've seen so far with my friends is internships. Um, I know junior to senior year is usually a big, big milestone with getting an internship and getting that experience. Um, I know firsthand I have a very close friend who was just informed that he will not be doing the internship, that the company he's working for is going to give him a stipend and then just won't have the internship at all over the summer, which at first we were all very happy. It's like, wow, yeah, you get you get a lot of money for doing nothing. But then we thought about it a little bit more and it's like you could have really used it on your resume. You really could have had that experience going into your senior year to look for a full time job. And I I feel like that might be a big impact for a lot of students right now, a lot of juniors, especially who are banking on that, like, especially in accounting, the big four internships or your corporate experience. Uh, I won't be able to get that. I don't think a lot of my other friends will be able to get that before we actually graduate and try and go into the the real world. Yeah, that's definitely a big one. And those internships, while sometimes they can feel like, oh, I'm just doing kind of like 
low level work. Mm-hmm. It's really, I think it allows you the, the networking and the office experience or the, the least working in a company experience that you might not have had, like say in a campus job or something else. And so hopefully there's ways that we can continually support students throughout the year um, in allowing those internships and being flexible and still gaining that, that professional experience. It's definitely needed. And especially in your field that I know that a lot of job prospects are very reliant on how you spend your time in those, those internships. Exactly. So I'm, I'm holding out that there's going to be those options for you and your peers. Exactly. Thank so you. it's definitely an uncertain time. Um, definitely a weird time. What has worried you the most about COVID-19 and the pandemic and everything going in on? In complete honesty, what's worried me the most is just the health of my family. Um, I have some older relatives that have been very big in my life, especially like my mama. She's 94. Um, we actually, her we just had a parade for Easter where we drove by and said hello to her. And it was awesome to see my family come together. But at the same time, it's like so, so much of our normal life has been so disrupted. And I'm just worried that when people jump back in, uh, someone might get sick and then that'll just continue on the, you know, the pandemic and get other people sick. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of like doing what you can while you can. Uh, but at the same time, it's very important just to make sure people are staying healthy um, I'm just, I'm just worried that I have the virus and I'm not showing symptoms. And if I go home, I'll bring it to my parents and my parents will bring it to my mama and then, you know, the, the, uh, landslide from there. Absolutely. We got to keep mama safe <laughs> and healthy and we got to celebrate 95 next exactly. year. So that is the goal. Everybody, that's the goal for everybody. Um, all grandmas and grandpas need to stay safe and accounted for. So, uh, that's a big worry. You know, a lot of people I know that's one of my daily worries is that every trip I take to the grocery store, I'm accidentally picking something up and could put, pass it on to somebody unknowingly. Exactly. And I think that's a really scary thing is young people, you know, that are relatively healthy. And as you mentioned, asymptomatic mm-hmm. might think that it's okay. Um, and it's it's one of those things we have to be really concerned about. But I like to leave episodes and interviews on a a more positive note. I think right now, especially we've had more opportunity to be reflective Mm -hmm. on what we have and um, thinking about, we just have more time to slow down and think about things. And so what is something that you've become more appreciative of or more grateful for during this time? I think I've become more appreciative of having distractions, I guess, like having actual distractions, not like watching TV or, you know, you're doing schoolwork and you look up and you get lost in whatever show you're watching, but actual like taking a break, being able to step back and say, all right, all this is going on. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Take a deep breath and then actually appreciate being in the moment of I can focus on something else, but something beneficial to me. I, I wasn't used to that in the past. I've always been very busy with extracurriculars. Whenever I was doing schoolwork, I'd stop it to do more work and then go from, you know, extracurricular work to actual work and then on and on. Now I can take a step back and actually like do something. Yeah, it's nice. I've learned, um, I realized that a lot of me and my peers, even in, you know, a little bit older into adulthood, we don't have hobbies. Mm -hmm. I was like really worried about this and I'm finishing grad school. And so I was thinking like maybe after grad school, I'll get a hobby. Like that was always my joke. (laughs) And then the pandemic happened and I was like, oh my God, I need to start my hobbies now. Um, And it's been really relieving to have things to be a hobby um, and I think that that is a really great perspective that you have of just something that doesn't have to do with school or doesn't have to do with your campus involvement or doesn't have to do with work that can fill your time and bring enjoyment. Exactly. So I'm glad that you found that perspective and that you're finding those activities that bring joy to your day. Exactly. Thank you. 
You're you're welcome. And Austin, thank you so much for being here and sharing with us, especially your kind of unique situation of being a student that didn't go home um, during all of this and you're continuing to work and continuing to support the community that you do. So thank you for being here and thank you for what you're doing and playing your part in all of this and, and helping other people. You're very welcome and thank you for having me on. And my final guest this episode is Keenan Pastor, a senior at Chapman University studying sociology and dance. She's interested in pursuing a career in professional dance or counseling after graduation and has been a member of the Chapman University cheer team and was crowned Miss Tustin in 2019. I'm so excited to welcome my new friend, Keenan. She is joining me. She's a senior from Chapman University. Yes, my alma mater. Um, we are connected through a good friend, um, actually her cheer coach. So keeping it in the Chapman cheer family, which is pretty fun. So Keenan, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm very much looking forward to doing this interview, of course, with a fellow Chapman cheerleader. I am a senior, like you said, at Chapman University and on campus, I was involved on the cheer team. I had an on-campus job and then just friends and other stuff like that. Where did you work on campus? I worked in the athletics department as a office administration. Oh, fun. Yeah, I loved working on campus. It was awesome to just like pop into a job between classes or it's so nice to have to drive off campus. Not that going off campus is very hard at Chapman, but still. So let's talk a little bit more about how, you know, COVID-19 has impacted life and schooling. What has been probably the biggest impact or change for you? Um, I would say that the biggest impact or change would be the professors because it was sort of thrown upon us and no one had any time to prepare anything. It was one second you're on campus and this is what you're doing and the next you're fully online. So I think the biggest change would just be big changes in the syllabus. No one really knows what's going on. No one really knows when due dates are due or what's happening. And a lot of a lot of my professors have been really good about keeping us informed and making sure we stay on top of things. And they've also been really helpful with our projects that we had assigned, like reorganizing them, redoing them so they're easier to manage um, while we are under quarantine and social distancing. So and that's great that the professors are doing what they can, but it is definitely a big change because Chapman is known for having these small class sizes and allowing you to be in these small communities with other students and getting to know your professors and having those in-person like in-person settings and learning opportunity is definitely um, a big part of school there. And so that has probably been a really big change. Um, and professors are very close with the students that they work with. And so I'm sure that I'm sure they're doing their very best, but it is certainly, I'm sure, a big, big change. And I'm even just trying to think back to my time there and how, if I was sitting in those classes, how that would just absolutely change the way that I would be learning. Yeah. So differently. So different. different. And it's hard because I have, um, well, I'm in my senior thesis class. So we were, I was doing interviews for my senior thesis. So that got disrupted. And then I was taking sign language and that's a little harder to do online. So it's just kind of a mess, but everyone's doing their best to make it work. Yeah, that's – and I hope that students are being – hopefully at least um, 
having as positive an outlook as you are on all of this, that many instructors were not taught how to use this kind of technology until it was like the time and it was very high stakes. Um, they're doing their best, but it is definitely, definitely a change for you because the senior year in most programs, which happens very hands-on, whether you're interning or you mentioned you're doing your thesis or you're probably doing capstone projects and all of that is intended to be very experiential and hands-on and that definitely changes trying to do it at a distance. So um, we're sending you the best as you're trying to wrap up some of those really important big projects and, and doing what you can through distance is um, definitely a new challenge in itself. Yes. So now that you're spending some time at home, you're practicing uh, social distancing and quarantining, how are you spending your time when you're not working on school stuff? Um, I've been painting. I kind of jump around through activities. So at the beginning, I limited, I call them, I call them quarantine activities and I limited myself to one a day. So I spread them out. Now I've gone through all my quarantine activities. So that's been a little bit of a challenge figuring out what to do next, but I've been reading, painting, hanging out with my mom, grandparents. Um, my grandparents have a pool. So I went to the pool wandering around the house I've got fixed my bike I go on bike rides walks in the park I love that you you counted wandering around the house as a quarantine <laughs> activity just took yourself for a little hike around the house you know things like that up and down the stairs you know <laughs> yeah my our townhouse that I live in is not big enough to I would say call it a wander I mean you know, but it's a certainly a way to kill a few minutes is just walk around randomly yeah how are you staying connected with peers while you're at home I definitely have those some friends that I talk to every day. We text, Snapchat, social media. And then my larger group of friends, we try and video chat once a week. Usually Monday nights, we'll all log into the video chat and spend three hours on their check-in. That's a good way to to do it. I'm Having that set time to be with your friends is definitely important. I've noticed that um, even with some of my friends that while we – we weren't video chatting as frequently before the the pandemic. We will have to like schedule it out and be like, okay, everybody at Tuesday night at 9 p.m. We have to coordinate schedules and everyone's logging on um, something that's new. But we would do that the same way if we were going to all get a drink or we were all hanging out and having dinner anyways. So yeah. we're just channeling that energy elsewhere. Exactly. So exactly. You got to channel it elsewhere. So how do you think the COVID-19 pandemic is going to impact you and your peers in the long term? I think that it's going to impact us in a lot of different ways. Um, when I was thinking about this question, I don't know if it'll really impact our social lives because I think once it ends, everyone will be very excited to be able to go out, be able to see each other, hang out with friends. I don't think it'll impact the way we communicate or hang out with each other necessarily, but it's, I mean, it's definitely impacting the economy. So those graduating seniors who were hoping to get full-time jobs, it'll impact that. And I also think it'll impact the activities we actually do. I know um, Disneyland is thinking about enforcing stricter rules with how many people they let in the park. And I think just in general, everyone will be a little more conscious of maybe personal space, what they're doing. Hopefully more people are washing their hands on a normal basis. Um, so I think that it'll definitely change the world in that aspect. Kind of my mom and I were talking about this the other day 
And it's kind of like after 9-11, security went up, that people were just more cautious. I think the same thing will happen with this, but it won't necessarily affect how people communicate with their peers and their friends. That Yeah, I think it's, if anything, I think it's teaching us to be um, better friends and community members when we can't physically be with people. Yeah. I think that's going to be one way that it's um, it's teaching us to do that and be more intentional about that. But I do agree with you in the sense that I think it's teaching us a lot about um, how we've all been really lucky for so long and maybe we weren't as sanitary and clean as we were, thought we were. But yeah, the hand washing, personal space, and the way that we can practice public health a little bit better, I think is definitely going to be present. I would agree with you there 100%. Um, and you mentioned jobs. Um, you are graduating senior. Do you have, have you identified what your plans are after graduation and work or grad school or what else, What are you thinking? Well, um, I have decided to do an extra semester at Chapman. Stay as long as you can. Exactly. And I was like, <laughs> I need another semester for closure. But, and I was like, I can. I'm already here. So I'm retaking two classes, one over the summer and one in the fall, just to boost my GPA. There are two classes I got seasoned, and I'm like, well, might as well retake. So I'm doing that. I was planning on trying out for the Rams cheer team, but obviously those that was canceled in March. And so if they do hold auditions like if there is an NFL season this year I will be auditioning for that I am currently working at a tax accountancy and so I'm lucky and I've been able to still work during this quarantine because it's an essential business but that's only temporary as far as I know unless they decide to hire me on um, permanently which would be ideal well we'll keep our fingers crossed for you keep up the good work and hopefully that'll be easy all right so you know we've got a few more questions for you one being what have you worried the most about with this pandemic and thinking about the coronavirus and its impacts I think the thing I worry about most is the effect it's going to have on the world. I think it's a huge, my fear doesn't necessarily come from the virus itself. Honestly, I think I already had it. I think I got, I got really sick back in February and it was unlike any other sickness I've ever had. And now that we're seeing more symptoms and all of that, I'm like, wait, maybe I had it. I just didn't go to the doctor. I stayed in bed for a week and was fine. So I think I'm not necessarily concerned about the virus itself. I mean, it is scary for those who are at risk, but the doctors are working and the nurses are working and everyone is trying their best. But I think I'm afraid of the unknown because no one knows anything about this because it is new so no one knows when it's going to actually end what if it's going to come back next year the effect it's going to have on the world so I think the fear of the unknown is the biggest thing for me yeah I think that I I would agree with you in some ways it's like we're learning about it and it's different than you know we've at this point you've survived I'm gonna guess 22 flu seasons and we know so much about the flu at this point, relatively. This is like a completely different ball game where we're trying to learn about it while we're experiencing it at the same time. Um, so it's, it's exactly. uh, definitely balancing staying staying sane and mindful about, you know, day-to-day life, but also having this in the back of your mind of like, there's kind of this unknown out there that um, we can't control and we don't really know that much about it and we're doing the best that we can. Um, So I can agree with you. There's definitely some worry. And I know that some other people are definitely feeling the same way about the uncertainty of how it can impact us. So 
On a brighter note, and I love to end on a more positive note, I would love to hear, you know, this pandemic has definitely allowed us to see life through a different lens and allowed us to see things through a different lens. So how has social distancing and quarantining and experiencing this pandemic, what is what have you been more appreciative of and what have you become more grateful for? My mom and I actually, almost every day we say one thing we're thankful for. And it's made me realize that I'm so thankful for so many things that I don't necessarily cross my mind or that I take for granted. Like I'm thankful that I don't have a pre-existing medical condition where I might be required to go to the doctor. I can stay as far away from the doctor as possible in my current health. I'm very thankful that I have activities to do. I have a TV, I have a roof over my head. I don't have to worry about not being able to afford to eat without working. And I'm also, I think this quarantine has also showed me who who really, I don't want to say deserves to be in my life, but the people that I actually am friends with opposed to maybe close acquaintances, because all my close acquaintances I haven't talked to, but my true friends I've been able to continue to talk to. And I think it just made me thoroughly all around more appreciative of the life I live, especially because when I was, right before we shut down school, I was really busy. And I was like, I'm so done. I can't do this anymore. I quit. I wanted to quit all of my activities, everything I was involved in. I was so overwhelmed. And then we shut down. And now I look back and I'm like, I'm so thankful that I was able to be so involved in school and that I was able to do everything I wanted to and that I was given the opportunities to do everything I wanted to because in a second it was gone. And now I'm like, oh, I miss it. So I think it just taught me to be more appreciative of everything overall, even the things that seem not the best or are overwhelming. That's what I like to call the blessing of being busy. Yeah. Some people feel like being busy is a complete burden, but um, I've always been really, I've always tried to channel that same thought of like, I'm so thankful to be busy with things, even in some ways that things that I didn't really think that were all that fun or meaningful when you don't even have them present anymore. You're like, wow, there was so much meaning there. And I actually did enjoy that more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. And so I uh, I miss my blessing of being busy, but I'm also very thankful for the blessing of health right now, yes. health, safety, and stability. And so Keenan, thank you so much for, for joining me today, sharing a little bit more about your experience as a college student, as a senior, and kind of what's next for you. We wish you the best of luck with everything. I'm glad you're going to be spending another another semester at arguably one of the best places in the world. Um, but I hope that you are going to be able to continually stay safe and healthy and that everything seems a little bit more normal come fall when you're able to go back to campus. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'd like to thank Jenna, Austin, and Keenan for joining me this episode. How they are experiencing the last few months of the semester is certainly not how they planned. And I commend their maturity and willingness to be adaptable in this time. There have likely been moments of frustration as their learning environments and social experiences have been uprooted and severely disrupted, but they're remaining resilient and understanding of the transition. And all while their immediate sphere of learning has been disrupted, they remain worried about how the virus is impacting their families, communities, and the world. And even more, they're still committed to doing their part to slow the spread. Thank you for tuning into this episode. It's certainly not how I envisioned coming back after season two, uh, but this isn't the true start of season three. After this three-part series, 
I will be delaying the start of season three to later in 2020. I've got great plans for the upcoming season, but for right now, I want to create space for hearing the stories of Generation Z during the pandemic and to allow a little bit of time for society to heal. What is up next is an episode featuring some high school students who will be sharing about how their lives have changed since the pandemic started. You won't want to miss the second part of this special series, so please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And while the show is continuing to be on break for a little bit after this, your feedback still matters in a major way. I am still finalizing plans for season three, so if you have a topic you'd like me to explore or guest to feature, please let me know. You can connect with me through my website, meganmgrace.com, or you can find me on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and wherever you are, I hope you're staying safe and healthy. Let's continue this conversation in part two, and we'll chat soon. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.